Welcome to It Didn't Break Me, a podcast where we have honest and vulnerable conversations around the messy stuff we didn't think we'd come back from, inspiring you to give yourself permission to discover the beauty within the mess and to let go the illusion of perfection. I'm your host, Bianca Keisha Hughes. Hey there, and welcome to the It Didn't Break Me podcast. I am your host, Bianca Keisha Hughes. It is a pleasure to have you here. As always, I appreciate you taking your time out to listen to the podcast because time is one of the most precious things we have. So thank you so much for being here. We're in season three, and this is episode three of the podcast. So it's been like a year since I've been doing this. I must say doing seasons is a great thing because it gives me a break to be creative, think and make sure I'm not doing the most as I'm sure some of my listeners can relate to. As always, we have an amazing guest. I'm going to introduce her in a moment, but please don't forget to leave your reviews. I have been sharing reviews of the podcast and I would love to continue to do so. One of the reviews I've had, it was entitled Powerful, an honest and beautifully imperfect look at the human experience, an uplifting and connecting experience. So I'm so grateful for those reviews or you can DM me on the Authentically Be You Instagram. That's where I am the most. You can even send me an email, hello at authenticallybu.com. But I appreciate your reviews and it really helps other people, guide people to know what they're going to listen to on the podcast and gets the podcast seen more. So thank you so much for leaving a review. If you have done so, if you have not done so, I appreciate you. If you could go ahead and leave a review on Apple Podcasts. My guest today is Kalina. Kalina is a young entrepreneur who loves to help people with their personal growth and educate others about the deaf community. Little do people know, Kalina is actually a hard of hearing person. She became deaf at the age of four. She recently graduated with a psychology degree and is now starting her own online coaching business while launching her book. So we're going to get into this conversation and we're going to hear more about her story of becoming hard of hearing at the age of four. So let's go ahead and get into the conversation. Hello, Kalina. Hello, thank you for having me today. I'm excited to be here. I'm so excited. Welcome to the It Didn't Break Me podcast. I'm very excited to hear your story. Um, I, I really don't know much about your story. I know kind of a gist of it. So I kind of like that. I'm learning as everyone as a listener is learning. So we're going to go right into it. What is something you thought would break you, but it didn't? Something that didn't break me, that didn't break me, is me being deaf at the age of four. Um, yeah, some of you are probably like, wait, what? Can I deaf? Yes, I am deaf. So, you know, I did not allow my deafness to define who I am. Mm-hmm. But growing up, I tried my best to not let anything affect my communication with the hearing community. Okay. So kind of tell us, take us back to what was that like? Because if I'm correct, you wasn't born not hearing is that correct yeah that's correct yeah it's very interesting in a way a lot of people are like what yeah honestly 
it all started um, when I had an infection. I don't know how I had it. I really don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, however, my family doctor prescribed me an air drop. And I, my mom bought it to the daycare to explain them the instruction. However, they did not follow the instruction at all. To the point where the same day I became deaf actually. I, yeah, it's very crazy. And home the same day when they did not follow the instruction, I was on the TV, I was watching something and my mom tapped me on the shoulder and I just dropped. When I tell you a four-year-old jump, you know, they got scared. Mm-hmm. And my mom just stopped me and I just looked at my mom and I said, I can't hear you. And I was like, excuse me? So my mom freaks out. And my mom was a young mom. She was like 19, 20 years old. And so she was just like, like, what? And so luckily my grandmother is a nurse at the time. She was a nurse. And mm-hmm. um, she came home from the hospital rushing. She did different assessments with me. And she did that with me. And she said, oh, my God, like, okay, this is something wrong. Like, Kalina can't hear me. And I know my grandmother's voice the back of my head all the time. Yeah. And so, uh, unfortunately, I couldn't hear her voice. And I just told my grandma, my grandma, I can't hear you either. Like, it's happening. And I was freaking out, panicking. And then, honestly, you know, I see my mom hopping on the phone call. just crying, worried, and my grandma's panicking. And the next day, I went to my family doctor. Mind you, I could not hear at all what was happening. Like, my family had to wake me up. My family had to physically move me to tell me, like, where I, I couldn't tell anything. And then, because I can't read because I'm four years old. And I went to the family doctor. I'm looking at my family doctor like crazy. Like, what is happening to me? And he looked at my mom and he shook his head. And when he was saying, I'm so sorry. There's nothing we can do. Kalina is deaf. It's too late. So that is how I became deaf. Wow. I'm in shock. I'm sure that, your, like you said, your whole family shocked. Like, how could this even be happening? Did you, I'm sure, did your family... Were they like, no, we're going to get a second opinion. This can't be true. How is this even possible? Or No, luckily we trust my family doctor. We've been with him since my grandma came to Canada. Okay. So, so she really trusted him 100%. So we knew that my doctor wouldn't lie to us. We were with him. So let's say, and I'm 25 right now, with him since I was a baby. We 100% trust him. So he's been within our family doctor for a year, decade. Okay. How comes there was nothing they could do? Like, how comes it was just so sudden and then that was it? Did they say or? No, it's because your ears, right? A lot of people don't understand. Your ears are very sensitive. So if anything get into it or anything, like anything simple, like water get into it, you can get easily. It's like, it's like going up an airplane and you mm-hmm. land and your ears pop. It's yeah. really just like that. There's nothing you can do because it's your ear. Your ears are the most sensitive things in your whole time body that a lot of people don't understand. And so because what affected my ears was the eardrop. The eardrop was broken, like in half. Oh. So my eardrop wouldn't, it was not, like there's nothing you can do. Unless I do surgery, but that's too risky for a four-year-old. Wow. You find this out, you're four, and I don't know how much you remember, but what do you remember upon learning this? Like, do you even comprehend? I was crying a lot. I was very emotional. I didn't want the thing in my ears. I had no idea what was in my ear. Um, I threw on the garbage one time. Um, my family was it was just it was rough. It was really bad for me. I was a roller coaster. Mm-hmm. I didn't know what was happening. I was seeing different speech therapists and audiologists. I was seeing a lot of doctors, professional doctors. And I'm confused why am I seeing all these people? What's wrong with me? And I did have doubts 
of myself, especially at a young age. Like, yeah. I was just like, why did God give me the thing? Like, why am I put up with this? Why me? Like, I always had that question every time when I was young. And luckily, I was able to go to a deaf school okay. half time. And then I went to a hearing school half time. So I was able to learn how to communicate with two different communities, which is very cool because I was able to learn who I am within the two community. Okay. And I did have I did have a lot of difficulty in the hearing community mm-hmm. because no one knew about what it's like to be deaf. No one was acceptable at all had the deaf community. Unfortunately, I never had anyone that looked like me in the hearing community. Mm. Even just the hearing world, like it was just very tough to point where my family pulled me out of the deaf school and put me in the hand school for a time. So that was something I was not acceptable at all. I was just, re- it was really, really hard, yeah. Wow. They took you out of the deaf school. Was there a particular reason or they just was like... Yeah, it was just very hard, right? My mom was in college at the time. My grandma was a nerd. She had me. And my aunt, she was, she was a teenager. My family was not going to make my aunt skip class just to pick me up in one school, drop me up to the next school. And the school, that the hearing school was like, two minutes walk so it's like what's the point so my family really had to help me and guide me through the home school by myself how did that impact you then being taken out and then now being a hundred percent into the hearing school um it affected my self-esteem mm-hmm. a lot my confidence it was very difficult like i i used to learn sign language actually when i was younger mm-hmm. And now that I'm being transferred to the hearing school full time, I was not able to learn sign language anymore. So that was something was taken away from me. And I felt devastated and I did not felt like I was connected with my own community. It affected me a lot in terms of my mental health because I'm all consistently trying to teach teachers how to advocate for me. And it's really sad because you're a teacher, you're supposed to know what you're doing mm-hmm. when you have a student that had disability and unfortunately that was not the case. I had to consistently advocate for myself. And it was annoying, it was exhausted. And I you know there are times where I lied to my mom saying I'm sick and I wanna to go to school because I was I was tired and really hard. And there was a lot on my plate for a young age. Yeah, absolutely. Because you're having to figure this out in a hearing school, the teacher's not listening and you're still a child. That's not your responsibility in that sense to be advocating for yourself not hearing is one thing but then having to advocate for yourself on top of it yeah I wouldn't want to go to school either that makes total sense so how did you communicate with people in the hearing school because of my speech therapist I was able to communicate better Okay. Um, so she taught me uh, ways of listening. And also, too, a lot of people don't know that a lot of deaf people are lip reader. Okay. So we have to see your lips to fully understand the full sentence. However, some of you may think, okay, but who has hearing aids? I do have hearing aids, but sometimes I won't pick up the full sentence with my hearing aid versus reading lips. I feel like when I read lips, I get full sentence better than I purchase listening to my hearing aid. Really? Okay. Yeah. Okay. How long yeah. have you had your yeah. hearing aid? Since I was four years old. Since you was four. And even though you were deaf, they still help with the hearing aid? Oh yeah, hundred percent. Okay. Wow. That's interesting. So it wasn't like a hundred percent your hearing had gone, it was like what, ninety five percent or 
it grew, it grew, eventually when I got older, my hearing kind of dropped a little bit. It's it's like when you get old, your hearing drops a little. Yeah. It's the same thing. So, it's literally the same thing. <laughs> it's kind of the same thing for someone who is deaf. But again, like I said, I can't speak for everybody. Mm-hmm. Everybody's hearing is very different. Okay. It's different. So you're in this place where you're in school, you're not wanting to go, you're advocating for yourself. Does it stay that way or how do things turn around for you? It's still the thing, even though it's a God thing. I don't blame the hearing community at all because there's so many lack of education. Mm-hmm. There should be more awareness and more education around it. But it got better, I would say. Okay. I, a lot of people are not ignorant how back in the day was. Mm-hmm. I feel like people are now we're starting to be more opening and people are talking about more stuff thing. So it's progress. It's not straight, straight, you know, it's baby stuff, right? Yeah. It's not easy, but you just have to find the right person, the right environment to be around okay. in order to get accommodate. You've been able to kind of work through those self-esteem issues that you had when you first were in the hearing school. Like, how did you work through that? Honestly, I had um, a teacher with me. So she was called, I don't know the exact word, but there's a teacher for every deaf student to have, especially if they're not going to a deaf school. Mm-hmm. So there's a, like a deaf teacher comes in into the hearing school for me and she guided me through everything, helped me advocate for me, uh, teaching teachers what needs to be done. I did not have to do a lot of advocating when I started to receive the teacher when I was in grade wow. four or five-ish. Okay. So I would, I finally felt relaxed. I'm like, oh, thank God, like I'm done. <laughs> like I was really done. I was like, I'm done advocating for myself. So luckily she was able to help. So I did have support by my deaf community teacher to that, thankfully. Okay. Um, however, I did have challenges in middle school. Middle school was a little bit more challenging because I think you deal with bullying, you deal with peer pressure, mm-hmm. you deal with so mm-hmm. much. So I literally had to, I would say my family kind of made me pull up my thoughts in a way, kind of tell me to stop being inside myself in a way. Wow. And I said, you have to keep going. You know, and I was super young to have that type of conversation with my family. But again, it's something that I need to be talked about, especially if I'm going by myself in the real world. They really wanted to teach me really young. Mm. So that was middle school. I'm glad that you also got that support and that encouragement because it sounds like it's enabled you to be independent. So how was high school and college? High school was a lot more helpful than middle school. That's because I did have teachers doubting me to the point where I had my guiding counselor did not believe in me. She did not put my grades in for post-secondary. She lied to me saying that it was in, but it was not. I received an email from two of the universities I applied for saying that my grades were not in. And I went back to her and I said, what is going on? And she said to me, oh, I forgot you had two last names, quote, forgot. I was just like, are you kidding me? I worked so hard to get here. Wow. And now you're going to push me back because you think I cannot, I'm not capable of doing it. So basically, she wanted me to go to college first, but then my family had expectations of me going to university. Okay. And she, she, she thought I was not the right fit for university, and that's why she did what she did. Wow. Yeah. I'm so sorry to hear that. Wow. <laughs> what happens after that in terms of university? She didn't do the grade. She didn't put it in. Did you end up going? Like, what happened in that process? A lot of things happened. So I actually took an extra semester back in high school. Yeah, with her, unfortunately. 
Whoa. I just pull up my socks. My friend said, you need to do an extra semester. Prove her wrong. Pull up your socks. Good, good grades. And I did. I got good grades. Got into university. Just for one extra semester. And I proved her wrong. And I got into university. It was super successful. I graduated like two years ago from York University uh-huh. from psychology. And I actually had a professor who was actually also deaf. Wow. And it was, yeah, it was very crazy because he plugged the lecture to change his hair in a battery in front of the whole lecture. And no one knew he was deaf. I didn't even know he was deaf. And I'm like, wait, you're deaf? Oh my God. I'm like, I have to go talk to the professor. And me and this professor have been super close during the whole semester. And I was just asking him, how did he get his confidence to do that? I cannot do that in front of a lecture. Oh, yeah. God. And it was just really cool and fascinating because he literally, he gave me the advice that I would never forget. He said, you just need to get yourself out there because you never know who needs you. Mm. You never know. Mm-hmm. Just like the way you came up to me. I didn't know you were deaf. But guess what? I just made an impact to you that you can do it. And yeah. you can pass it on to the next person because you just never know who's watching. So that was something that was always with me ever since. Wow. I know you kind of mentioned this and I read that, you know, you don't want people to allow to let their disability to define them and that also there are some things that people won't talk up about if they do have a disability because of the shame and and misunderstanding so what are the some of the challenges you had and others with a disability might have that they don't share or often talk about I think disability is a very big term okay um I tell people any, any disability can be physical, it can be non-visible, it doesn't have to be seen. So I would say a lot of times people don't always talk about their disability, especially if they're not from the circle. So it's very hard. Like, for example, for me, I didn't, I didn't, I was not really open about my deafness until, I would say until I was 20. Okay. And so it takes time. Okay. And what kept you quiet? Was that the fear of what other people will say? Of course, misunderstandings. <laughs> yeah, it definitely was the fear, misunderstanding. No one accepted me because I was bullied head wall, right? So mm-hmm. obviously I'm gonna think that the next person I interact with might bully me or might put the foot down on me. Okay. Okay. So where would you say you are today? Right now, I'm happy where I am. I got a book released about me being yeah, being deaf and super excited to yeah, it's on Amazon. For those who are interested, my book called Every Day I Am Just Deaf. It's mixed with poetry, poetry and biography, mm-hmm. which kind of cute. So it's really short book, but it's really, really cute. And as well, I did start off my own coaching business. I am international speaker. I do an deaf advocate, so I teach people how to be inclusive, but the deaf community in terms of putting closed captions and da-da and da-da, so there's a lot more towards it. But, but yeah, so I'm super successful in my way now. And yeah. Okay. Okay. So one of the things you say, um, the reason why I'm sure, I don't know if that also relates to your book, is that you speak up because you don't want people's disability to define them. And so you kind of share your story so people are not doing the same thing. What are some ways people allow their disability to define them and then how can you they kind of get over that or work through that i think that question is really about the mindset mm. it's super important to have that positive mindset a lot of times 
people need to, especially those who have disability, like if you need help to speaking to someone, go for it. And a lot of time we feel like pressure because we're putting pressure on you to help us, knowing that we have a lot of pressure on us and a lot on the children. Okay. And we're so used to being independent. That's mm-hmm. the problem, you know, right? Because we're so but don't heavily rely on ourselves. Like for me, I'm super heavy rely on myself because I had to advocate at such a young age. So I'm so used to it, you know. And for me to speak about it, talk to someone about it, it's like it's not gonna work. So it's very important. Mm-hmm. And so the thing I would tell people a lot of time too, you know, is you have to keep going, you have to keep pushing. And sometimes people do allow allow disabilities to find themselves if they are in need of a help or something like that. But I don't tell people like it takes time for people to be more open and be more accepting. And we're in 2022. Now people are more aware than yeah. before. So I think we are opening things a lot more for the disability people. Okay. Yeah, that makes totally, that makes a lot of sense. So Kalina, is there anything you would like the listener to know? Anything you would like to leave them with? I do. I know I all said um, disability don't define who you are, but also too, I do want to say that is that you have to keep pushing whether you have disability or not. Nothing to define how you are going forward in life because at the end of the day, you have to live that one life. You have to live the life to the fullest. So mm. that's the one thing I definitely want to leave out. Mm, I love that. So disability or not, live your life. And in that way. <laughs> and would you say you're living your life? Of course I am, of course, every day, of course. You absolutely are, you absolutely are, and I love it. So the question I always like to ask people, the other question is, what is something that is messy in your life today? Uh, Time management. (laughs) (laughs) That's messy right now. (laughs) Yeah, just because I have too much going on, I'm like, oh my God, okay, I need to get into time management time management time management and that's with all your clients and your coaching and all that kind of stuff yeah 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 do you actually just quick question do you get clients with disability or who have any hearing problems do you get that as well Okay, so my first thing is open for people who don't have a disability because I have Ah. came across a lot of people saying oh my god Kalina your story is really inspiring I would love you to kind of coach me because I will understand their story better than anybody else and because I've been through worse than they have so I will understand where they're coming from ah I love that okay yeah yeah (laughs) so where can people find you Kalina to shower you with love how can they connect with you um everybody can connect with me on Instagram uh Jeff Queen Boss or my website which is KalinaEmpowerment.com okay Thank you. And I will definitely put those that information in the show notes so everyone can get that. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. Right, Jay. You're welcome. I don't know about you, but Kalina's story is so needed and so necessary. I felt like, you know, I got this insight into a world I'm not too familiar with um, and which I'm very grateful for and her sharing her story so a couple of things my takeaways is first of all how sensitive our ears are I know they say stuff like don't put the cotton bud all the way down your ear and things like that you can hurt your eardrum but it makes total sense and I'm just really 
grateful for that knowledge, that wisdom and that understanding um, and being more mindful of that with my own ears. So that was very eye-opening for me. And then the other thing is becoming more mindful of people with disabilities. I mean, she mentioned that you don't always know the disability is not always visible. Honestly, if you look to her, you know, you, you can't tell, you know, there's nothing to tell what others you can. So just to be more mindful because everybody's disability is not visible. Thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate you being here and tuning into the podcast. Don't forget to share with your tribe so they can be inspired and they can discover their beauty in the mess. So thank you again. Were you inspired by this story? Here are some ways you can shower me and the podcast with your appreciation and support. Follow, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast platform. Share the podcast via text with your people, with your tribe. Subscribe to the newsletter where I share my personal stories of discovering the beauty within the mess. And lastly, follow me on Instagram at authenticallybeyou for tips and insights on overcoming perfectionism so you can embrace your imperfections and authentically be you. Thank you so much for listening to the It Didn't Break Me podcast and remember to discover the beauty within the mess.